You're listening to The Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right, what's up, everybody? This is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Hey, T.Y., how's it going today? It's going awesome. I'm so glad it's the weekend. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I finally feel like I'm able to catch my breath and, and you know, feel like I've been drowning for a little while. And I know. Just a lot going on. I know. know. It, so. Honestly, this week, things have kind of settled down a little bit. And, and it's funny how, you know, I don't really like routine. I don't like just normal mm-hmm. but i just look forward to just getting back to a normal routine so it has been yeah. kind of crazy the last few weeks yeah so so what's going on today well i'll tell you what if you're listening today you are in for a treat because we are going to tackle a subject that you'll be surprised um you know being involved in church, you growing up in church and us being so involved in church, one of our favorite things as a family has always been a church potluck. And, you know, there are people who hate church potlucks, but but not us. We've always looked forward to it. And everybody brings their favorite recipe. And um, there has been this thing that has happened over the last 10 or 15 years that I have not really understood and in some ways, it's almost ruined the church potluck. And it's this thing like all of a sudden you come to the potluck and this table has a sign that says dairy free. And this table says gluten free. And I don't even know what all that means. So I just look for the table with meat and potatoes so I can eat when I'm used to eating and fried chicken, whatever. But like the rolls are for those who are gluten free and there'll be a sign Please don't take one of these unless you need it. And I honestly, I, I don't ever remember raising you kids with anything but just eat whatever you want and eat whatever's put in front of you. When I have company, it never occurs to me to say, okay, now do you have any special dietary needs? But um, because I'm a skeptic, mm-hmm. we thought we better get help on this topic. And you have not been much help because you just say Google is, right? I guess so. (laughs) So we want to welcome to the episode today our good friend, Phyllis Packwood. Welcome, Phyllis. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you because I think you're going to not only educate, especially me, but you're going to help those who are listening. I think you're going to give them some real help. If this is a topic that they struggle with. So I don't even know the first question to well, ask, but I'm going to. I think I need to clarify some things here. Oh, here we go. Well, hold on. Your your whole introduction on potlucks was about the fact that for us growing, even for me, I'm much younger than you. But even for me growing up, like there were no food allergies. Nobody had a peanut allergy. There was. You never heard of 
Like we didn't even know what gluten was. Right. Right. And there's a lot of things out there that people think they know or don't know, don't care. And you're one of those because it's never meant anything to you. And, but more and more the trend is growing and the verbiage is becoming more apparent and it's out there. So our guest today is here to help us understand it because we don't know and she does. Well, that is so good. I think that's kind of what I said. I don't think so, but <laughs> I was clarifying. So thank you. So Philip, here we go. We're just going to start with a general question to get us okay. started. Uh, is there such a thing as somebody who has to eat a certain diet or they're going to have really severe problems with their health? Is that really a thing? It is. Absolutely. I have had allergies since I was five and allergies to food where I would, my throat would close up. And you wow. see a lot with peanut allergies and things like that. It's very, very dangerous. But with celiac, it is an autoimmune disease. Once you have one autoimmune disease, you tend to have a cluster of them. I happen to have five of them. <laughs> and I've always had stomach issues ever since I was a little girl. But as you said, you know, I'm 66. We knew nothing about gluten growing up. It, it, we weren't educated about it. It wasn't in the news. Um, yeah. And so I was only diagnosed probably 20 years ago. And it is becoming a lot more familiar. But there are also people who are gluten sensitive. That ah. That's my daughter. She is also can't eat dairy. So she's dairy and gluten sensitive. So she may not have the exact same reactions I have but it does really affect her health and how she feels. So tell us what is gluten? Yeah, gluten is actually a protein that is found in uh, wheat. And over the years, especially in the United States, we've harvested them and things have changed so much over the years that it is a, I think that could be possibly why there are more cases because of this. In Europe, they're uh, much more knowledgeable about this and have been on top of it. Uh, in Italy, when a baby is born, along with the regular tests they do on babies, um, before the age of three, they test them for celiac. And, really? And I really don't know why we don't do that in the United States, probably cost. But um, yeah. So, like I said, I was diagnosed probably 20 years ago. Uh, a gastrotologist is usually who you would see for that. And there is a gold standard first that what they do is a blood test. And you may have a negative blood test, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not celiac. So the gold standard is they go in and do a colonoscopy and do a biopsy. They also look at, there is, um, hope I'm pronouncing it right, but it's Villa, V-I-L-L-A. And it's kind of hair-like uh, follicles in your intestines so that when you process your food, it kind of filters things out. Well, in a with a celiac who is still eating gluten, it damages that villa. So when they go in and look at it, it's smashed down. 
So that's oh. often why people with celiac can also have bowel issues. So with the blood test, I was positive right away with the blood test. And then after colonoscopy, that just confirmed it when they saw the damage and such. That is, that's insane. You know, you, you, you cracked me up because when I was little, Phyllis, I remember, I don't know how old, but I always had stomach aches. And I remember being told I had a spastic colon. Yes. Yes. And so I just lived with it and ate whatever I wanted. But I wonder if back then I was struggling with, is there a certain age that get this more than others? There is not. You can be diagnosed into your 80s, 90s. And, really? and the problem is that in the United States, one in 133 people have celiac, most of them, the large percentage, have no idea they have it. Wow. Yeah. And for me, I get um, very, very ill with, um, if I get gluten accidentally, I'm very careful, but there's sometimes you, it just happens. I get real, real nauseous. And uh, the best way to describe it, it feels like somebody is twisting your intestines and that can last about two weeks till everything settles down again oh my goodness so if somebody was wondering if they had this what are some of the symptoms yeah there's a lot of symptoms actually I would tell them to google it as you said okay. <laughs> stomach aches bowel problems it can make you very fatigued it can give you muscle aches uh, there's a whole slew. And uh, also, there are some real serious side effects if you don't go gluten free once you're diagnosed. And that is there's a higher incidence of cancer, higher incidence of heart issues, lots of things like that, because they're all related to your immune system. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. What do you think, Tyler? You think you're celiac? No. Um. <laughs> well, and the thing is, too, that a lot of people don't have any symptoms. That's ah. it's kind of a silent disease. Also, for me, um, if I eat gluten, I get very sick right away. But there are some people that eat gluten and they don't necessarily react in a physical way to it, but it's still doing damage to the body. And I think that's even harder on those people because there isn't a, you know, a direct symptom that they can relate to after they eat something with gluten in it. Okay. So I know they did the testing overseas um, in different countries, but I think a, a really big difference as well between a place like Italy and, and the United States is we do so much more processing of food exactly. so that it lasts longer on the shelves. Uh, yes where a lot of these smaller countries, you know, whether it be Italy, Greece, it's a lot more farm to table. Yes, and absolutely. So they don't have as many health issues in that regards because everything is, is less processed. It's more fresh. Um, you know, even, even the flour that they use doesn't go through all the processing that, that our flour does. And yes, um, in fact, I've heard from, people that have traveled overseas that they've actually been able to like eat bread and such in other countries mm -hmm. because of that difference in processing. Now, 
as sick as I get, it's not worth it to me to take the chance, but I have heard that from people. Wow. That's amazing. So uh, in talking with you, you use the word cross-contamination. I have no idea what that is. So a lot of places uh, now in the United States, there are the top, I believe it's top five or six, um, allergies have to be listed on food labels. Uh, Milk is one, soy is one, uh, wheat is one. I can't remember all of them, but but they yeah. have to be on the labels. However, so you pick one up and it says, oh, gluten-free, great. And, but then if you look at it, it says made in a factory that processes wheat, which seems a little oh. odd. Yeah. And it also happens a lot in restaurants. They advertise being gluten-free, but they don't have a separate area where they can make the food. If you have celiac, number one, the food has to be gluten-free. The pan has to be gluten-free. Your utensils have to be gluten-free. There can't be flour and gluten around your food. Wow. It takes a lot of work and a lot of energy, and that's why a lot of us don't eat out, just because it's not worth the chance. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, so help me with this. I I don't necessarily have the gift of hospitality, but I love to have people over in my home. Right. And it's always centers around a meal. Yes. And I have noticed that happens less and less and less. And I think part of it is because of this issue. So how could I have somebody like you over and have a meal that you could actually even enjoy without getting sick? Or is it better to just play a game and not eat together? Sometimes I do bring my own food if I'm not certain. But okay. a lot of it, it, it's a huge trust issue. So yeah. if I know that you're sincere and you really want to provide it, uh, it's also a matter of, do I want to bother the host that much to go to that much work? But if they want to, again, you can just Google it or ask somebody that has celiac. I have a lot of pe- people, even my sister calls me off and says, it's just safe I'm having people coming for dinner. And so yeah. I'll kind of help her with her menu and such. I will tell you that when people do go to the effort and we know they're trustworthy, that they've been very careful, it means the world to us because yeah. people are not accommodating. Yeah. And food is such a social yeah. thing to get, you get together, you do fundraisers, you do potlucks, you mm-hmm. uh, go to restaurants, you meet people, et cetera, et cetera. You go to meetings and it is very difficult to go to those because it's hard to feel left out, but oh, yet, sure. but yet it's hard for me. I don't like to make a big fuss about it. I just, it is what it is. And I just do what I need to do, but it is very difficult because there are a lot of places that or events that I wouldn't and don't go to because of that. So you've kind of, made a great segue tell us what it how it has affected you like socially because you've kind of led into that which I honestly have never thought about 
Yes. And I really appreciate your honesty in this. You're welcome. Yes. I and and before I was celiac, I'm sure I was the exact same way. We I think we only think about things that affect us. That's kind of yeah. human nature. Um, but yeah, it is really difficult. It's um traveling can be very difficult. Um it's hard when I'm out running errands, you just want to grab a burger or something. You can't do that. I always have to plan for my food. I always have food with me. It's kind of a family joke that if you get in my car, you're going to find a whole meal in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it is. It's like I said, it's a, that kind of that feeling of being left out, but yet not wanting to draw attention to yourself. So, uh, yeah, it's those things are difficult. Uh, there are restaurants that I have found that I do trust. Some of them are completely gluten free. Uh, in Spokane, there's only one restaurant that is completely really? gluten free, and that is Coles. It's C O L E S, and it's clear up north, uh, which is a drive for us, but we take it quite often, and they have delicious food. Um, and that's the other thing too. Speaking of that is how expensive being gluten-free is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My niece went shopping with me one day and she was looking at everything and she looked at me and she goes, so let me get this straight. You pay twice as much for half the ingredients. He <laughs> said, that's yes. exactly it. Yes. Because of the, it's all supply and demand. Yeah. So if I wanted to bless you, and and bring you a treat. Is there anything I can bring you? Can I bring you like a cup of coffee? Can you have coffee? What can I bring you? Probably, um, you know, a gift is always something gluten-free. Um, as far as like something from the store or ah. something like that. It's just like a little treat. Now, for me, as I am a sweets person. <laughs> So anything <laughs> sweet would be a blessing to me. Um, other people, something else. Uh, but yes, anything like that. Just to, It's just to know that you're thinking of somebody and that you recognize, look, I know this is hard on you and I just want to bless you. Yeah, I love that. So are there brands that you use that you like or? Yes, there's several of them. When I was diagnosed 20 years ago, I had to order everything online and it mostly was cardboard <laughs> and I had to make my own bread, oh. slice it, keep it in the freezer. I mean, it was very difficult. The good thing now is that because it is becoming a little more in the news, there are more gluten-free products. Um, but Char is a very good one I like. Enjoy Life. Um, Bob's Red Mill has some very good things. King Arthur has great mixes. Yeah, there is uh, Natural Foods in Spokane is a great place to shop. And I'm sure they have them other locations. But Natural Foods have a lot of gluten-free selections. That's awesome. So I'm going to take the perspective of our other listeners. Because obviously mom's asking questions of how can we help you and, you know, people that are going through things like you and all that. Um, But what about the other listeners that don't care? Right. Because it's it's you, it's not me. 
right? Yes. Yes. And I, I, on the show, I tend to play devil's advocate and ask the other side of the questions and, and that, um, and it's, it's not a, I would say a lack of empathy per se, right? but, but more of here's how I view it to put in a different perspective. If I go out, cause I don't like vegetables very much. Like I especially don't like lettuce. Okay. So if someone has a salad, they offer me salad and I politely decline. And I'm just not going to eat the salad because I don't like it. I'm not allergic to it or anything. So if I have somebody over for dinner and and they're vegetarian or, you know, they have gluten issues, whatever the case, and they don't want to eat meat or they can't have dairy or they can't have gluten. Um, on one hand, I understand where you're coming from. On the other hand, I kind of go from the aspect of, yeah, that's that is your health issue. It's your responsibility to do what you need to do to make sure you're healthy. You don't have the issues you're you're provided for. Um, I don't always think it's on the head of the host to make multiple meals or or whatever. And my my aunt does that. You know, she she's vegan, so she brings her own separate meal to Thanksgiving and all that stuff. And cause she doesn't expect the family to make all, and she knows that we're not very good at it. Right. 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 So, um, and I, I think overall society is becoming more accepting of everything that we're talking about, but I think there's still a large majority of this like, well, it's not me. So, um, I, 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 agree I don't really have that. a question per se for you, but can you maybe just address that? From sure. Your perspective? sure. Um, again, like I said, if the host isn't comfortable making something, I don't have a problem with bringing my own things. Just invite me and include me. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can bring, you know, even if it's store-bought cookies or something for dessert, that would mean a lot. The thing I think you have to remember is is it a diet by choice or is it diet out of necessity? Celiac is out of necessity. It's a medical sure. issue and there's nothing we can do about it. It's not like, oh, I don't like lettuce. I'm not going to eat it. Yeah. This makes people yeah. very, very ill and causes other health issues because of it. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because um, I'm sure you're pretty well studied on all this. and been to the doctor, asked a lot of questions. Um, I have heard a a lot of information about all protein diet going strictly meat and nothing else, no vegetables, no fruits, just meat. And it's cleared up a lot of autoimmune um, issues. A lot of people have have completely um, gone from a lot of medical problems to total autoimmune issue free. So have you ever explored options like that or or looked into that type of stuff? I have not. I personally don't think it's healthy to focus on one type of food. I think it's important to have kind of a variety of everything. That's just my opinion, but yeah. Yeah, because I, I asked that because I'm sure for the two of you, 
just like me growing up in school, you know, they showed us the, the food pyramid. Yes. And I don't know if you remember what is at the top of the food pyramid, but we look at today and it's extremely unhealthy for us. (laughs) (laughs) True. True. Obviously what we grew up on and the information was, was extremely wrong, but they were basing on off what they had at the time. And again, the technology of processing and keeping things on shelves longer, it's all evolved and changed. Right. Right. So I, I guess that's why I asked that question is our, I think our understanding the way that we grew up of what is appropriate and what our body needs. And I think it's, it's dramatically different. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I asked the question, is that something you've ever looked into? But um, yeah, I'm just, it's always fascinating to me. So So, um, as we close, do me a favor. And uh, I know your walk with the Lord and uh he's your savior so talk to us a little bit about spiritually how you have dealt with this and uh the challenges that you've faced has it you know have you struggled with your faith has it uh helped you go deeper talk to us a little bit about that sure um i have questioned at times like i'm sure everybody does why me <laughs> Yeah. Why Why do I get this along with all the rest of the autoimmune diseases? But I think it has brought me closer to the Lord because nobody is put on this earth without having some struggles. And it has given me a great, great or empathy for other people that go through difficult things. And I was just thinking about this this morning and thinking how minor it is. I can control this by what I put in my mouth. Many people have things, people much worse than what I deal with, but I do lean on the Lord. I talk to him all the time. I ask him things. He guides me and directs me. And just like this opportunity, I'm very appreciative of this, and I know that it's the hand of the Lord, and I hope that it does reach some people that are encouraged by it. We we can live with this. It's not always easy, but we can live with it and get through it by the grace of God. I love that attitude. You know, you know, you don't you don't focus on it. You learn to deal with it. And thinking about other people, that's what we always try to do. There's somebody worse, but, you know, how can I make the best of this? I love that, Phyllis. Thank you. I just, you know, I I think this has been a a really fascinating discussion. And I thank you so much for sharing your story. And I I believe with all my heart, there's people out there that this will really encourage. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And yes, I hope it encourages people to, to at least go check if that's a possibility. Awesome. Well, another good episode and and we're always learning and educating ourselves and being educated by others. So we definitely appreciate you being on with us and uh, everybody joined in today. Thanks for listening and joining us for another week and we'll see you next time.
Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.